How stable is stability? When you look at a system that seems to be in equilibrium, how truly stable is it? For how long is it going to remain stable? Does it have tendencies to, to rebel against this equilibrium? Does it have tendencies towards instability that is not obvious to our eyes now? I think about such questions and I recently read a book called Chaos, which kind of changed my entire perception of this concept. You know, you take a glance, for example, at our solar system and everything looks really peaceful, serene, silent. The planets go about their motions and it's a five billion year old acquired habit. Quite hard to get rid of, wouldn't you say? They know what they're doing. They are seemingly in predestined orbits and these trajectories look really stable. They are the same year after year, day after day. They're doing what they have done before for the last few billion years. And yet, I want to talk to you about the three-body problem today. Now, if you have two bodies in a system, two objects, right? It's really simple to describe them mathematically. I will be exactly, um, I can point out or predict what they will do, how they will behave, how they will move. I can apply the laws of Newtonian mechanics and I can tell you what it, what it will do <laughs> 10 minutes from now or an hour from now and how body A affects body B and so on. Now, if I add a third object into the system, suddenly it gains some weird properties. It becomes sophisticated all of a sudden. And I cannot put it into a simple mathematical form in which I can describe effectively how each body affects the, the other two, right? So I cannot say point the, the body C, this is exactly what it will do an hour from now due to the movements and the motions and the pull of the other two bodies. No, it's, it gains a level of complexity that is above this. Why is that? Why is that? And the three-body problem remains unsolved, oddly. It's centuries old. It's centuries old. And from the time of Poincaré, a lot of people have been trying to solve it, including Newton himself. And then you can imagine how much more complex the multiple body problem would be. Throw in a few more bodies. <laughs> Sounds kind of creepy. Throw in a few more objects into the system and it is almost impossible to describe everything mathematically in total and complete accuracy in terms of predicting their behavior. Right? So there's something that happens. So sure, math can define what will happen if I have two balls or whatever floating in space. But then if I have too many of them, then it's we, we have no idea. Mankind has still not figured it out. So let me introduce you today to the mood swings of our capricious sun, <laughs> a side of the sun you probably haven't seen before. Yes, he has mood swings. I present to you the wobbly sun. <laughs> now you're thinking, okay, all right, so I've seen a lot of wobbly things, but the sun ain't one of them, right? The sun does exactly the same thing every single day, 
you know where he's going to rise, where he's going to set, you know what he's going to do tomorrow and the day after that, and you know your grandchildren are going to see the same kind of sunsets. You're pretty damn sure that it's stable. Like, you know that the earth is moving around the sun, but as far as the sun is concerned, man, that guy is not just obese, but because he's obese, he's probably very sedentary too, right? Now, first of all, the sun, if you are not acquainted with it, the sun does rotate around its axis every 26 days or so. And it's a very interesting phenomenon. It's um, because the gas, I mean, <laughs> the sun is not a solid body. It's not like a metallic sphere at the middle of our solar system, just rotating every 26 days in perfect precision. It is, it is a ball of gas and dust and all kinds of and plasma it's this huge fluid dynamics experiment placed in our neighborhood and it's like you know it's something you would do in our backyard but it's it's way crazier and you must realize because it is fluid and made of plasma and gases every layer is separate there, there is no one singular um, solid object that is rotating but multiple layers of gas rotating around the axis. Therefore, all these gases will have different velocities. Therefore, there is no one fixed rotational period for the sun. The The equator finishes a, finishes a rotation much faster than some of the layers above it in higher latitudes, if you will. So yes, it's first of all really weird the way the sun behaves. But then let's zoom out a little bit and just talk, you know, take it to be a sphere for now, a sphere, say, of some solid object. Even then, all right, you must realize that the sun is also trying to revolve around the center of mass of the solar system, right? And you're just, you're just like, what? Huh? What? What? Because as far as most of us are concerned, we don't care. The sun is the center of the solar system. There is no center of the center or whatever i mean you just know the sun to be in the center and we are all just moving around it right uh not really because when you have a couple of bodies revolving around each other what they are really doing is revolving around the common center of mass right the earth and the moon are revolving around their common center of mass which happens to be inside earth itself very close to the earth at least because the earth is mostly um it makes up the predominant part of the Earth-Moon system. Similarly, the Sun is, yes, 99 point whatever percent of the entire solar system's mass. But that does not mean that the center of mass lies smack at the center of the Sun. Then in that case, yes, there is no wobbliness. But because there are other planets and the other planets are not so tiny jupiter is pretty freaking large it was on the verge of turning into a star and it almost made it but it, it didn't it failed and then there's saturn which is also pretty freaking huge so you have all these other planets and they do play a role and they do cause a displacement in the center of mass it is not at the center of the sun in fact I don't know if this would surprise you, it surprised me. In fact, the center of the sun, also called of the solar system, also called the barycenter of the solar system, is often outside the sun. It is often outside the photosphere of the sun. And that did surprise me. 
because for all intents and purposes, I assumed almost all the mass of the solar system to reside within the sun. But it turns out, obviously, not only does it sometimes go outside the sun, the barycenter by now, if you've not figured it out already, is constantly shifting. Why? Because the planets are moving, right? So now the barycenter of our solar system is constantly moving. Its position determined by the revolving planets. Jupiter and Saturn are in a constant dance, a tango of sorts. The sun listens to the beats of this dance and it, it sways, it sways too. And the sun you see, apart from rotating around its axis, it revolves around this point and this point is also moving. So the sun wobbles. Now you can imagine, try to imagine this, all right? So this very center is sometimes inside the sun, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's outside the photosphere. Sometimes it's closer to the center of the sun itself. Sometimes it's really far, almost as far as the radius of the sun itself. Therefore, the sun is doing this little tap dance, if you will. <laughs> and it is dancing in accordance with the rhythm of, of all its planets. So you have this wobbliness of the sun, which is kind of scary because it's so huge and you would expect it to just like stay in one place, but it's not. If you really zoomed out and you stared at the sun long enough, you would see it wobble, not even too long, you know, stay long enough just for Jupiter and Saturn to rearrange themselves. Let Saturn be on one side and Jupiter on the other. And then fast forward to a time interval where Saturn and Jupiter are on the same side of the solar system. Suddenly you have a very center that's way off its original position or where it used to be. So yes, there is inherent disorderliness in, in just our solar system. Chaos. A human's lifetime is usually too short for him to ever witness any event that has any significant ramification on an astronomical scale. An event that alters the destiny of a planet or an entire solar system or even the fate of a single species. All right. Our lifetimes are just too short. We are too transient. The changes in nature are often too gradual. A drama that slowly unfolds on a much larger time scale, set on a much larger stage for an entirely different audience. Many years ago, Poincaré realized that it would be impossible, I repeat, impossible to accurately predict the exact fate of our solar system. The possibility of a planet running loose and going rogue, of planets colliding and causing all kinds of craziness, it remains very real. The possibility is very palpable. Chaos no longer means pure randomness or total disharmony. Chaos has become a much more subtler branch in science, but a very real branch, a close cousin of mathematics. It talks about a world that has gone unnoticed for thousands of years and yet has been hiding in plain sight. Chaos talks of order found amidst complexity, complexity being birthed from the simplest of phenomena. 
deterministic processes giving rise to strange sophistication and structure, structure that you couldn't have imagined before. My friends, don't for one second think that everything is already known, that everything about the future has already been written in the happenings of today. Don't ever think that we, we tiny, tiny creatures on this small, tiny speck of dirt suspended in a light beam can predict the distant future of our solar system or the galaxy. Chaos is the true ruler of the universe. Chaos shall decide things that you and I cannot predict today. And yes, a planet might go rogue in a few billion years, even before the sun goes red giant stage. There might very, you know, <laughs> very well be a planet that decides to just depart and go away, go nomadic for a while, hitchhike maybe, hitchhiker, hitch, hitchhike across the galaxy, get the reference. <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to say that we really do not know, even today, with all the science and the technology, you would think we know what would happen to to our own home, but we do not. The behavior of nature is way more complicated, is way more deep, and we still have many years to go before we can fully deconstruct chaos because everything else is deconstructible to an extent when there is structure when there is orderliness when there is prediction it is easy to dissect these phenomena and say this is exactly what will happen but the true nature of reality is very different for us to master chaos it's a whole different story it is like going down to quantum realms and begging uncertainty principle to be certain. It never will be. Thank you. <laughs>